Hey everybody, Local Love is back. Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And when we're not live, check out Echoplex Radio at eplex.xyz or at echoplexmedia.com slash radio. You can also find it on the TuneIn app by searching Echoplex Radio. It's great. You can make requests now. Fantastic. Enjoy the show. Echoplex Media, boo.
All right, everybody, welcome to Local Love. We do the show live on Twitch Tuesdays, uh, 8 p.m. To, p- to 10 p.m. Pacific and beyond into the after show. Uh, I'm producer Dave. You can go to our website, echoplexmedia.com, and click coming up to find out what's next. If you're listening to this on a podcast, though, do head on over to twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and follow us so you can watch all our live shows. Um, got two people on the top row here. I don't know how you're all arranged on your own screens who are... Uh, <laughs> Basically, uh, almost kind of co-hosts of this show. Well, one of them is a co-host. The other one's slowly working their way there. You guys can do quick introductions so we can get our uh, let our let our first timer here have a couple minutes to talk about himself. Um, I'm the Muni. Oh, <laughs> figures. I'm the Muni Wins. You can find me here on Ecoplex Media on all other kinds of days of the week. Uh, check out our contact page on EcoplexMedia.com. Find out where we're lurking. And uh, you, sir, the other bassoon to be co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Phil, aka Mr. Phil. My radio days. Uh, I'm slowly trying to become the you know Paul Lind of Hollywood Squares for the show. I want to be the center square. Damn it! <laughs> I guess you just call me a local scene Lothario. Maybe I mean, that's a good name. <laughs> great, great. And uh, first time on this show. That's uh, Peter Coclater, right? Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and uh, maybe we'll rock one of your jams after introductions here. Oh, fantastic. Cool. Well, I'm a local musician. I play piano for the New Ballet School. I play piano at the Go Go Gone show at Cafe Stritch that used to happen every month before the pandemic. And I also write and record my own music that I release, which is sort of like mellow instrumental music. And then I got a message on Facebook from David saying, hey, come on our show, which I've listened to before. And so I said, yes, now I'm here. <laughs> well, there we go. Great, you you sound pretty good. Your video is a little bit choppy, but since this primarily goes out as a podcast, I'd rather have I'd rather have you sound good. Your video be choppy than the uh, than the other way around. Okay. So, um, I guess before we before we get going here, um, you had mentioned some credentials. Uh, you went through them real fast. Can we talk about the first thing you said? You work with. I'm sorry. The New Ballet School. That's pretty cool. What do you do? Uh, what do you do at the new ballet school? It's awesome. Yeah, I'm a ballet accompanist. So, um, are you familiar with the new ballet school? I'll just guess. I'll tell your listeners about it if they're not. The new ballet school is a ballet school in downtown San Jose in this beautiful building right across from St. James Park. Um, it used to be San, Ballet San Jose, and then it was like rebranded as Silicon Valley Ballet for a while, and then it went bankrupt in 2016 and had to reform as a school only, as opposed to a school and a private company, and now it's just called New Ballet School. Um, it's one of the best ballet schools on the West Coast. It's uh, certified by American Ballet Theater. American Ballet Theater is a ballet school in New York City, which is like the Juilliard of ballet. And they have like little satellite schools that they certify that teach according to their method. And we're the only ABT school on the entire West Coast. So it's pretty prestigious. And I play piano for the school. So my job, I'm there about 10 to 14 hours a week in addition to just teaching private lessons. But when I'm at the school, I just play piano while kids dance. And it's joyous. Yeah. That sounds super chill. How did you uh cuz you're I know I know that you're a you're a piano teacher. How did you how did you adjust to that like when people were no longer allowed to be together? How how did you how did you adjust Are you teaching were you teaching over Zoom or Yeah, okay. So, as far as piano teaching is concerned, 
everything just went online and it was no big problem. As far as the ballet is concerned, that was a little bit more of a, can I swear on the show? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if it was like FCC or something. I was going to say no, shit no. show, and then I stopped myself. <laughs> so the ballet situation was a little bit more of a shit show, because like initially we were still kind of in person, then we had to just be closed down entirely, then we started doing some online classes, then we started to meet in person, but we had to have masks and were socially distanced, then we had to do half and half, because the social distancing guidelines increased, so rather than being like six feet apart, we had to be 15 feet apart, and rather than having 12 people in a room you can only have six people in a room so half the students were online and half the students were in the building and then it went back to online and then went back to in person for a couple of weeks in october and then it went back to online and it's just been online since then um so it's been crazy and dahlia rawson who's the wonderful director of the school has been like up to her eyebrows in uh, <laughs> and just like stress and dealing with trying to format the school for online classes like they spent all last spring putting in cameras and tv monitors and microphones and internet in all the st- uh, studios trying to get it online and then they created this outdoor studio over the last couple of months so kids can actually have a dance class together but they have to be outside so it's been a thing Sounds like it. it sounds like there was a lot of uncertainty going on uh, month to month or whatever. Yep. It was like, uh, you know, expecting one thing and then another thing happens. And it was just a completely unpredictable situation that they were responding to as best they could. And yeah. uh, as a as a person who does uh, now everybody's remote, a thing where people are doing something together and uh, everybody used to be together, I would imagine the most challenging thing that had that you you had to do there or that was had to be done was when half of the kids were there and half of them weren't yeah because half the kids are on a tv up in the corner of the room and the other half of the kids are right in front of the instructor so it's very easy for the instructor to kind of forget about the kids on the tv screen in the corner of the room and not really pay attention to them and they should because like you know they need instruction too so yeah, I could only imagine hey, how chaotic what we're doing here would be as if there was like two people in the room here with me and then two people on remote. It's just you. Right. Yeah. You can't like the even even just kids doing ballet. I'm sure that the room gets a certain feel to it. Like once everybody's kind of working together and stuff and that just doesn't translate so well over a camera. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a social element to it, too, which just to give you some background, so I didn't know anything about ballet at all until I started playing for ballet classes. And that was about like 15 years ago. Um, and I just thought it was like tutus and little pink princesses and like frilly dresses and things like that. And uh, I was surprised by just like how much of a work ethic goes into it. Like it's insane. It's really like training for martial arts or training for the Olympics or something. Like it's so much work and it's so much effort. And so the kids that really go hardcore into ballet, it kind of becomes your whole life. So they're there at the school, like, you know, after going to school all day they're there at the ballet school until like eight o'clock at night five days a week and your ballet friends are like your entire social life it's like your whole world for the kids well especially once they get into high school like if you're on a if you're on a track to attempt to become a professional dancer it's hard right that's like you know one in a thousand actually makes and become a professional ballet dancer but if you're on that track like it's it's a full-time job and so these people who are used to being surrounded by ballet world have been at home in their living rooms for a year and that's really weird like they don't have that social support and they don't have their 
their friends. And so who knows what it'll be like after this. And there's just Probably elements to the instruction. Chaotic. There's elements to the instruction too, where like if somebody's pose wrong, the instructor could go over and help them a little bit with their pose. Where exactly. you can't really do that over a, a Skype or a Zoom call. Exactly. Yeah, you can sort of describe what you're seeing verbally, but it's much harder to give corrections. You know. Cool. Well, I only have a couple songs by you, but maybe we can remedy that in the in the coming weeks. Um, we're going to play a song of, that you sent us probably in 2016 or 2017 called uh, Reverence. Oh, okay. And uh, while I do that, I'm going to go make myself a cocktail because I forgot to do that before the show started. I think I'll do that too. <laughs> oh, good, good call. Everybody could do what you got to do. A lot of time for breaks during this show because we play music. So. <laughs>
song was Reverence by Peter Koklacher, who happens to be our uh, guest tonight. That's, that's... I have two questions. Well, I have a question and I have a statement. Okay. Uh, Peter, is Natasha Littlewood on that track, perchance? She's not. No. Are you asking about the cellist? Yes. That is local San Jose legend Treya Seberger, who goes by the stage name of Chalista. Ch- Chalista, yeah. And a uh, st- statement... Um, I have listened to that track over almost over and over and over on uh, mushrooms before, wow. and it was a uh, that was an experience. I gotta try that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the ballet school. Try to tell listening. you what to do with your own music. <laughs> they probably support very free thinking folk over there at the new ballet school. Oh, okay. All about creativity and artistry. <laughs> well, that'll do it. <laughs> So we're gonna we're expecting two more guests. We're gonna Juan Maserati of the Rebels Camp and a co-creator of this here local love and uh, Jimmy Jimmy uh, Arsenault, uh, famous Booker and rabble rouser and uh, <clears throat> semi permanent occupant of Facebook jail. May, I was may say also join up. Get his, get his tech, <laughs> get his tech in uh, tech in order here. I know Juan. He's oh, awesome. Man. He's cool. Yeah, Juan's Juan's great. Juan, uh, <clears throat> Juan um helped me pr- put this show together. Cause we were like sitting around getting high one night and, he, and we were like kind of talking about how all our friends were in bands and we were like sitting in a room with all my basically at that point, brand new podcast equipment. And we were like, wait a minute, we should have a podcast with all our friends that are in bands. Yeah. And that, oh, is that uh, a sofa shirt you're rocking over there, Dave? Yeah, it is. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, want to be here soon. Um, Media Wench asked one of my questions. I was going to ask if the um, other instrumentation on that track was uh, was uh, something you had done in a DAW or if it was uh, local musicians, but uh, the Media Wench asked my question for me. It's a local cello. <laughs> local what's, what's, your, uh, what's your background? What's your background, Peter, in terms of like, you know, I mean, are you, I'm assuming you're classically trained and probably went to some nice school or something, yeah? Yeah, so I went to the University of Wisconsin and I got a piano degree. So my background was like when I was a kid, I started taking piano lessons. And then when I was in high school, even though I grew up in northern Wisconsin, it just so happened that in the next city over, there was a private classical conservatory, which is like really rare. The fact that there's this like dedicated little music institution sitting in farmland in northern Wisconsin. It was 15 miles from my town. So I started taking lessons there. And I started doing like piano competitions and won a bunch of piano competitions when I was in high school. And then I went to college and got a piano degree. And so all of that stuff was classical music. It was playing Beethoven and Chopin and Bach and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, my favorite music was more like rock and roll. And that was what I listened to and loved. And so when I was in college, I joined this rock band in Madison, Wisconsin called The Kissers. And they were a big local band. Like, we never got signed or really made it, but, like, we would pull a thousand people to a show in Madison. Um, It was a big local band kind of throughout the state of Wisconsin. Um, And then after college, that became a full-time job. The Kissers was kind of an Irish rock band. We were trying really hard to be the Dropkick Murphys or something. (laughs) Um, And just, like, plagiarizing every single Irish rock trope you can imagine. Um, and called a tribute, sir. A tribute, tribute. There you go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And like, like half of our set was Pogues covers, if you know the Pogues at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And so we uh, started touring, and for about two and a half years, it was like a full-time touring thing. Like, we literally lived out of an 18-passenger van with a trailer, and we went around and around and around the continental United States, all the way from Boston to San Diego, playing like 220 shows a year for a couple, couple years. Yeah, I mean, it was just like night after night after night. We had a booking agent, and we'd just be on these ma- massive, like... 11, 12, 13 week tours, and then have like two weeks off and then do it again. Um, and it was super fun for like the first year and like an absolute hell by like the last six months. Because <laughs> uh, like seeing the country for the first time, you're like 23, it was like the first time I saw the Pacific Ocean and the Rocky Mountains and like going down to New Orleans and like you know, drinking in the French Quarter and all this stuff. It was, like, so great. But after two and a half years of that, you're like, man, I just want to, like, have some privacy and be able to brush my teeth and get to bed before 3 a.m. and, you know, eat a meal that's not at a gas station all the time. And uh, so I ended up leaving the band and moving to Seattle. So then I was in Seattle for six years, and I played in a couple of different bands in Seattle, and then I met my wife and I got married. And she got a job here in San Jose as a professor of microbiology at SJSU. So that's why we're here. We moved here uh, for her job. And uh, I moved here, just nothing to do and no career was twiddling my thumb. So I just you know, started teaching piano lessons and found the ballet school. And I'm in a couple bands here. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin, you're not too far from one of my favorite Irish bands, Boiled and Lead, out of uh, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, I've heard of those guys. I've heard, yeah. heard of those guys. They're pretty awesome. I couldn't hear the Wisconsin until you said Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> there's okay. There's two words. Okay, first of all, let me back up one second. When I moved to Seattle, I still had a little bit of a thick accent, and people would make fun of me. Um, so I intentionally tried to flatten it out a little bit. But there's still two words where it really comes out. One is boat. And one is shower. Like, I'm going to take a shower. Like, I had difficulty saying shower like a normal person. <laughs> oh, and flag, too. I can't say, I can't, like, the American flag. Flag. That, Fla- flag. Flag. Yeah. Careful, flag. careful, we're on Twitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, that's how that word comes out of my mouth. Um, that's funny, because uh, my mom's family was Pennsylvania Dutch, and she says shower like you do. Okay. She also used to say water until me and me and my dad and my sister, like, I guess, bullied that out of her. (laughs) (laughs) Do you say pop or soda? Soda. Soda. Do you say bubbler or water fountain? Fountain. Water fountain. Bubbler. I might change, though. (laughs) I might say bubbler from now on. I'm sure you've seen this, but there's some sort of internet quiz where it asks you your preferences for things like kitty corner versus cat corner and trolley versus tram and bubbler versus water fountain and like ATM versus time machine. And it can pinpoint (laughs) your location within like 50 miles where you grew up. And it's like scarily accurate. You answer like 30 (laughs) questions and it tells you where you grew up. Well, yeah, we don't just speak one version of English here in the United States. Yeah, I'm sure the the uh, the consistency of hella and dude is just like more than most people can handle. 
Yeah. <laughs> One of our streamer in, in friends, sequence, Justin, <clears throat> when he first came on, was kind of jabbing at us for saying hella. And then <laughs> today I heard him say it four times on his show. <laughs> yes. Echoplex will infect your brain. <laughs> Pleasant mind worms. Bunny. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you here. We've, uh, we've been, uh, your 24 hour news cycle track. We play it a lot because it sort of touches on some of the things we talk about here on the shows, the other okay. shows, this one, we don't talk about anything. Maybe we should work on that. Um, <laughs> we talk about music we talk about san jose you guys are very funny i listened to the show like maybe four or five times um in the past like the whole way through and it's hilarious like when you guys get going it's great <laughs> you probably heard it when we were all here in the studio too it was just so much easier because you get a yeah. lot, lot, lot easier to cue off a of body language yep Plus and there's that. not that like one microsecond delay that throws everybody's timing into disarray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. service we're using right now, we found has the least delay out of all of them, but it like, it just slams people's computers. Or if like in your case, if the, if your if your your bandwidth isn't quite right, it'll just fucking, it'll mangle your fucking video. Right. But as yeah. far as like the audio and like the latency between the people, this service is just far and away better than Skype, Discord, Zoom. It's nice, just yeah. not very user friendly. Like when you first got like if you just go to OBS.ninja, you look at it and you're like, what the fuck does this website do? If you have to start yeah. creating rooms and stuff, you're like, huh? <laughs> okay, I created a room, now what? <laughs> you know, so it took us a little while, but the <clears throat> yeah, the the latency's the latency's real good, especially like um when it's just me and um my co-host Matt, because he's got a Ethernet running to his computer, and he's just over in Sunnyvale. Oh, so it's so it's everything's so quick. But yeah, this service is the service is better. We we were trying to do Discord for a while, but like getting people onto Discord was a nightmare. And then there were problems people were having with like their Mac audio on Discord, all kind of problems. We're using Skype, but what Skype would do is if there were four people in the fucking scene, it would just arrange them one way, and then I'd walk up and go get a drink, and I'd come back, and the people would just be arranged in a completely different way that doesn't make sense, like that. And then Zoom is just Zoom is like really good at what it does, but it's like really bad for broadcasting. So we were like real lucky to find this thing. I could like right now rearrange the three of you on the screen, kind of put you wherever I want. It's pretty cool. It's a good feature. Yeah, I've been, I've been, yeah, but again, it's not user friendly. It's all, that's always the trade off. Well, I can hear everybody loud and clear, like crystal clear, which mm -hmm. is nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the audio is set up so that if you have enough, it, basically it's going to favor, it's all set up to favor the audio. Okay. So that like you'll get high quality audio. Like my video will stop or even start getting choppy if you have a problem before it'll affect the audio because the audio is so much less bandwidth anyway. Yeah. The other ones, it, like on Skype, if somebody starts, their video starts freezing or whatever, their audio freezes with their video. It's like, okay, great. Uh, I guess they're in sync now, but it's like a max headroom, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playbex is the same way that if you start seeing bandwidth issues, it just, just wipes you out completely. It doesn't even try to you know, use the audio first. Speaking of audio, John Renna's up in the chat. Fucking everybody, first time he came on, we're like, Jesus Christ, don't ever use a different microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That was my audio. I'm using like the cheap iPhone earbuds, but is it working? The clear? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's fine. It sounds fine. All right. 
Uh oh. No. <laughs> yeah, that's also another California thing. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, 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 no. Hey. A wild Jimmy has appeared. What the Jimmy. fuck? What's up, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy needs, Jimmy needs oh, to turn some yeah. lights on. Do I really? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, Jimmy, Fucking since you just got here, you got him. since you just got here, do the introduction. You know the spiel. Read yourself in. Uh, hi. I'm Jimmy Arsenal. I uh, do graphics for uh, <laughs> several newspapers, but I used to be a talent buyer. Is that back when people had talent? Well, <laughs> or back when you could buy such a thing? I don't want to answer that question. I'm just fucking around. It could incriminate me. You could end up in FP jail again. Fuck, I really need to put on some lighting in here. I'm like fucking Dr. Doom with the skull and thing and cats. Also, we're like, we're punking everybody into getting red lights for their fucking studios too, Dave. (laughs) Well, I have red lights. I have the hue lights, but they don't really put out a lot of power. I really want some red lights. Yeah. yeah. Like Roxanne. Yeah. I mean, you can hire me to come over and d- fix up your studio. <laughs> Look at you. Check Look you at out. mine. What's going on? Not much. Not much. Uh, I heard you had a few technical difficulties, but once you got past them, what do you think of this service? Well, I love it. Like it, I love it on my la- I'm on my laptop. I've not pulled my laptop away from my TV in like eight months. So. This is the first time I'm actually interacting with my laptop up close, and I kind of dig it. But I was it was weird because my Android phone and, you know, all the other things I have, it just wasn't connecting. So this was the only way I could make it happen. Yeah, I mean, so. our best practices page says to use a laptop if you or a computer if you can. But my reason for that was primarily because the screen's bigger and you can see everybody, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can dig that. Sure. But, uh, I'm so lazy, though, and so used to having it <laughs> over there, and I can remote and watch, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I don't have to get up and, like, move shit. You know, right. I'm old. I'm lazy. Right. And, if, and if he's going to go ahead and give us a diatribe before he gets kicked off of Facebook again, it's from his phone in his kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy and Peter, do you, do you, you cats know each other? I don't know if we do. Hi, Jimmy. I'm Peter. Hey, Peter, what's up, man? Why am I not seeing Peter on the screen? What's going on here? Oh, that's weird. Why am I not seeing everybody? Oh, that's odd. Okay, there we go. Okay. Got it. Good. Well, Jimmy knows of Peter because Peter was the guy that did all the piano stuff for the sofa Christmas stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Thanks, man. (laughs) Super amazing. It was fun. That was... (laughs) Did you see the Hanukkah bass solo part of the Sofa Christmas special? <laughs> yeah, that was the best the, part of my entire year, right there. You know, so so Peter, we actually had a like a view party with all the people that are on the production staff. You know, the night that it was out, so we watched the whole thing from end to end. It was awesome. It was fun. It was kind of ridiculous how over the top it was. Like it was emotional for a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were fucking broken little bitches 
<laughs> watching Silver Street Fair holiday special, like, fuck, I wish Charlie Brown Christmas was still around. <laughs> they can't do the Thanksgiving special with Roscoe, the only guy that sits at the end of the table. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm indifferent you, about your lighting, to be honest. Are you, are you sure about me? You're, you, I could bring it up a little bit if you want me to. I'm, I mean, I'm indifferent. Really I'm indifferent. S- we'll let a, we'll let, we'll let a, um, newly, newly, newly knighted, uh, moderator, uh, Phil can decide if you need more light or not. I mean, this is <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is normally my lighting is this, watch this. This is going to be crazy. This is normally my lighting. I mean, I'm indifferent to that as well. <laughs> we like mushrooms. We do better in the dark. I look really good in the dark, apparently. <laughs> Hold on. Let, me, let me turn on another light, you fucking creeps. <laughs> I look really good on the radio, yeah. <laughs> got a face for radio, as we all, always said. No longer a show on Echoplex Media. All right, you fucking fucks. Here I am. Here comes uh, the sun. Really? Do you really want to see all this leather? <laughs> I mean, usually. Rugged eyes. I mean, this is Judas Priest on my face right now. Like, not. Well, okay. Maybe Rob Halford, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> God bless Rob Halford. Well, um, before we, before we, we're going to play what's your plan for the wasteland by the ruffies in a second, because of course we are, but, um, what has been your experience? Are you currently in Facebook jail? No, I'm not. I'm out. Yeah. I got out. I tried tried to send you some money so you could buy some soups, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So you could hit up the commissary. (laughs) Get some soup, some cup of noodles. Thanks for bringing up uh, old shit. I had to cut a guy <laughs> for a couple of Marlboros. Hey man, I've done less for a couple of Marlboros. <laughs> I had to shank a fool. Straight up, dude. Top ramen is fucking real. Don't even. They wouldn't bring me organic kale. <laughs> oh dad, yeah, yeah. We ain't getting treated like what's his face, like the Qunon shaman or whatever. Oh yeah, the vegan diet. <laughs> no organic. The, the cra- organic food in the, prison. The crazy part of it was that, you know, me and Jimmy and a couple of a couple of our friends got warnings and it was for saying whore on Facebook, not even calling <laughs> someone a whore. Just using the word whore. It was like, how is this a problem? Well, and like even if we tried to challenge it, we got nothing. Well, the the thing about that that's weird is that, and maybe this is a little little out of the scope of what we usually do around here, but I think that that fucking algorithm is like really good at policing your tone, but it doesn't care what you're actually fucking saying. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, that's yeah, kind of so, heavy. Well, yeah. the, the phrase the phrase that got me in trouble was I was ripping off the song lyric is if you want to ride, don't ride the the white whore. And it was like, wait, it's a song lyric. No, you're fucking, you're fucking a dick right now. You're fucking not giving them the full chain of events. Okay, the whole (laughs) that became a whole. (laughs) We all wanted to fucking get hit by Facebook, and we did. (laughs) Oh man. 
So I mean, Facebook is a local shit show. We can talk about it on that on here. <laughs> oh, dude. I, that's the one thing I've been like super impressed. I was like, when I started getting music, I was like, oh, uh, first of all, the first thing, one of the first things that impressed me was that I haven't, I fucking, I can't tell you that I've received a bad fucking song. I've received music I don't like, but that's different than a bad song, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't received something yeah. that was super poorly produced. I haven't received anything that was where the person couldn't fucking sing and decided to do it anyway. None of that. The people who don't like maybe uh maybe our guest Peter uh plays the piano, maybe he's like me and can't sing. But I haven't fucking gotten any uh like or no bad bad guitarists, no bad bassists, no bad drummers. Like But the other thing that surprised me is once I started making friends more friends with everybody, I was like, Oh, these people all generally have a good position on the world around them, mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Nice. Dude, going to your going to your first point, like when I was doing my podcast, like I would get, I, I actually would get stuff that was just not ready. It, it wasn't necessarily like bad compositionally, or anything, but it just wasn't radio ready. It was obviously produced like in somebody's bedroom, or whatever. And I used to actually write them back, going, you know, hey, I don't think your song is. Re-. But then it would start becoming this conversation. They'd ask me like five hundred questions about why, 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 and finally I just got to a point where it's like, if it's not radio ready, I'm just not responding, and hopefully they'll just forget about it and just move on with their life. <laughs> one quick one quick funny exchange that me and the media went had with somebody somebody like sent us their music and i just replied i'm like hey you know you sent me like 20 songs i'm real glad you did but there's no id3 tags on this all these tracks are going to show up as unknown and then they like wrote me back and were like oh this is like stalin's russia or some shit like that <laughs> And then me and the media wench ran into that guy in a comment thread somewhere and he started like ripping on us for like, he thought he was ripping on us, but he's like, oh, you know, they need this weird ID3 tag thing and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, weird. And I linked to the Wikipedia article on ID3 tags. I was like, dude, this isn't weird. This is how you tag your fucking music. Nobody's out to get you, my dude. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever. So let's let's rock this jam. Uh, this is uh, what's your plan for the wasteland by the Ruffies? It was one of our theme songs this summer, and uh, I don't know when we come back, we'll have another. We'll call it a segment when we come back. <laughs> No 
No mutants and martyrs, just malnourished kids Telling stories about all the fun stuff we did No gas for the car and no shells for the guns So sit back, relax, let the cannibals come You wish they were zombies, but there's breath in their lungs I would rather be gone, I would rather be dust when the bombs come along So why fight with the dying when you can rest and be dead? We all need survival like a hole in the head Pray you're safe with your sound, not sleep in the ground Pray the first fucking target in this quaint little town When the gas came you choked, when the fun came you drowned What you gonna do when no one comes for you? Oh, what you gonna do when the consequences come for you? You better, better make a plan for the wasteland so what's your plan for the wasteland? Ain't got no plan for the wasteland Thank you to go Sam for the wasteland You're a bitch of pen for the wasteland You got no plan for the wasteland So what you gonna do When no one comes for you You better, better make a plan for the wasteland You better, better make a plan for the wasteland We're back. That was what's your plan for the wasteland? And I was saying in the chat, uh, take your take the fucking vaccine when it's your turn. Take the fucking <clears throat> vaccine when it's your turn. That's our plan for the wasteland. So I'll start off by uh by chatting with Peter because it's gonna be kind of hard to get a word in edgewise with Phil and Jimmy here. <laughs> I host this <laughs> fucking think? show and I was like, oh shit, how do I cut in? How do I cut in? <laughs> like outside of um doing like your teaching and trying to help the 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 ballet group in whatever way you can what have you been doing to keep your keep your fucking head on straight during all this because it's, it's kind of it's all kind of stressful isn't it uh-oh uh-oh i think we might have lost peter coke can you hear me i can now Oh, wonderful. I'll answer your question. Sorry about that. Um, it's actually been less stressful for me than a lot of people. Uh, I realize I'm fortunate in that capacity. You know, like I have friends for whom this pandemic has just like fucked their lives and they're like struggling for cash and things like that. For me, my piano lessons moved online uh, and that was about it. You know, other than that, it's um, it hasn't been too bad. My wife, you know, she's a professor and it's been incredibly stressful for her. She has all these laboratory exercises that she's had to figure out a way for the students to do online. 
So like the students in your microbiology class have been mailed physical microscopes and science projects for them to do at home um, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, this past year, it's been, I, there's ways in which I bet you I'm going to be slightly nostalgic for the stay at home portion of the pandemic five years from now. I won't be nostalgic for the death or Donald Trump, but I'll be nostalgic for the fact that I get to like, you know, not commute in heavy traffic and, you know, wear sweatpants at work and, uh, and hang out with my cats. My um my commute went from like 30 35 minutes a day to like 12. Yeah. Where do you like, where do you have to commute to? From uh the south side San Jose to the north side basically where 880 and 101 is. Okay. <clears throat> like nothing. And what's your job that you're working at? I do uh a supply chain tech, so all the PCB materials. Okay. I drive the forklift and work in a warehouse. All right. Yell at people. Yell at people. Lift thousands of pounds of copper a day, basically. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I feel very lazy now. Like, no, I mean, it's sitting at home looking at my computer and telling kids to hit, oh no, hit a C, not a D. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I enjoy it. <laughs> So I want to ask, like, on your music, are you recording, are you self-recording, or do you have uh, somebody who does production engineering for you? Mostly self-recording. I have an engineer named Kenny Schick, who's from the area, although he recently moved to Nashville, Nashville. and he does my mastering. And Kenny's amazing. He's a great guy. He's a great musician himself. He can sing, he can play guitar. If you want anything on your album, he will do it. Um, And so my first album, he did all the recording. I have three albums out now, and the first one was recorded with like microphones on a real piano, and the last two have been more digital instruments that I recorded on my laptop, and then just sent it to Kenny for some polishing before putting it out into the world. Cool. Well, I have like five or five, three, four, five of your songs, and I heard you have three albums, and now I'm going to kick you off my show because I don't have your music. <laughs> and, and for the for those not in the know, Kenny Schick from the Seminole Bay Area band Dot Three that were very popular at that. Right. Mid eighties, early nineties. Yeah. yeah, Adam uh, Rainstopper in our chat, one of our one of our regulars, another sheriff. It's all sheriffs and VIPs in the chat tonight. Um, <laughs> we're not we're not making fun of Dave Rubin or anything. So there's not fucking dozens of people in the chat. There's ones of people in the chat, but that's okay. Adam was saying that everybody needs to take the vaccine so that you can go play a fucking gig. Anti. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> oh, which, who, who was he asking about? He, oh, he said, he said, wait, people that are pro-Dave Rubin or anti-Dave Rubin? I said, anti. He's so good. <laughs> no, dude, that guy's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not, not one to mince words over there, Dave. <laughs> I just don't like Longest break ever. What's up? Oh, that's all right, man. Oh, on this too, did you, this the great, another great thing about OBS Ninja when Jimmy took off, he didn't know this. So I'm not like, I'm not scolding him, but, but when you take off, if you turn off your camera, it takes you off of the overlay and you come back on, you turn your fucking camera on and it dumps you right back on the overlay where you were when you left. Oh, nice. Or not. No, it's brilliant. No, I mean, without everything all freaking out. You just fucking come in like the Kool-Aid man after your little break. 
Peter, I actually do like kind of hearing that people had an okay time with this. Uh, <coughs> my my experience has been that it's been a mixed bag, right? Because like I stream on Friday and Saturday night now, and there's no world in which I would have sat at home in front of my computer talking into a microphone and a camera for people on Twitch who want me to dunk on Dave Rubin on Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> I'm getting right. white girl wasted on Campbell Avenue is where I would have been, right? Like, uh, oh shit, it's a cat video now. White, white girl wasted. <laughs> I, you know, I've never heard the phrase before, but I knew exactly what you meant. As soon yeah, as you've I been to Los Gatos before. Of course oh, you yeah. fucking know exactly what white girl wasted is. Yeah, I assume been- it also means like six inch heels that you're tripping in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! It's when you're walking around with no shoes on. It's when they're. It's, that's oh, okay. they maybe that's came out with other, heels, but they're like, "Fuck this!" That's, that's the uh, after dark version of this show. We don't get into that shit here. Dude. Nah, we, we're good. <laughs> Whatever. We got we got personalities on the show. <laughs> I have oh no God, problem with the fucking stilettos. I'm just saying. No, I mean they look they look good. I know why I know why people wear them, but like if you're if you're gonna go out and get wasted, don't wear fucking heels, dude. <laughs> right, dude. No, and I think but it's our, it's like it's not like it's not like oh women are stupid, they wear heels. It's like the we, we we put you know, we put a lot of pressure on women to like dress nice but not too slutty but not too frumpy and like all this shit that like men don't have to deal with. We put that shit on women and so they go out they go out like yeah, it just it just sucks. I mean, media one doesn't give a fuck about any of that stuff, but it's no. just because media one is fucking mad at the world and doesn't give a shit if you like her shoes or not. So does this mean that you're not going to accept that nurse outfit that I sent you as a gift last Christmas? <laughs> I'm surprised you could even see me behind this fucking cat. Hey man! No. Oh, what's up, tails? Uh, Bam! M's got a what's pin- up? Check it out. Look at the fuck! Look at that! Amazing. What's up, show off? <laughs> yeah, we know what's going on. Just we haven't even out. done anything to earn <laughs> a cat video. I know. She's, she's, it's not even Catterday. Right. She's all love me, Jimmy. How has your work changed through all this? As far, oh. Uh, we've had private conversations about it before like when we were planning uh, planning events and stuff but this is a this is a public conversation about it well at first it was like a, a a fucking train wreck for me because my hours went from uh, at the point right before covid believe it or not in print advertising i was still getting like 90 hours a pay period which is respectable. I don't 45 a hours lot. a week. That's that's more than my, my chat is already mad at you. They're like, seize the means of production. What do you mean more than 40 hours? <laughs> well, it's just in that. And, and on top of the, you know, I, and I don't get paid a lot, but at the same time, it was like, it was steady work. So when the thing first went down, uh, my hours dropped to about 30. Every two. Yeah, I was making thirty out. Yeah, thirty hours every two pay periods. Thirty, maybe, maybe sixty if I was lucky. But then, uh, 
my new boss, uh, who was my old boss, the guy who hired me in the first place, uh, just gave me a bunch more papers. So now I'm, I'm busy as fuck, to be honest, because I do six print magazines <coughs> and uh, six broadsheets, which means the old school newspapers you still get in the central valley you know mm-hmm. where you open them up and you unfold them and there's a crossword and all that bullshit like oh shit i do design work for those too so it's like this weird <laughs> i've gone from doing uh silicon valley to now i'm dipping into uh <laughs> rural americana as, as far as california is concerned you know and it's, so it's weird. It's this weird oxymoron of me going from like, you know, catchy fucking designs for downtown as opposed to what is the guy that runs a farm in Salinas going to see when I do the pet feed ad for him? You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, it's gotten really diverse. Lots of rope borders, I would assume. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you don't want to insult people. So look, wait, I have a funny story about rope wars. Get this. Giddy up font. No, 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 giddy up font. Fuck How many that. fonts, by the way? How many fonts are permissible on a, on, a, on a piece of ad copy? Well, in reality, the, the law of averages are you never go beyond three different font faces on one ad. Your best goal is to use the same font in different weights on an ad because for some reason it just is it's sexy to the viewer but there's you know everybody has their secrets about typography thing in my opinion but at the same time it's just like you know it's getting back to your rope fucking frame (laughs) so when i first started doing design work for gilroy newspapers because i was like oh hey i need more work because i've got no hours I started designing ads for Gilroy newspapers and one of the guys straight the fuck up the border of his ad took up so much space and it was wood panel. It was a wood panel, like overlapping shitty decorative frame that looked like it was like something that came out like in print in the eighties before even before computers were even out there, it was like some guy's gonna. I'm gonna paste up this log and make it a frame and put this in here, and these guys are gonna yeah, make it hot. Wood block carving. I'm gonna use courier font on here. This thing's gonna be a motherfucker. You guys are gonna sell a shitload of timber. No, dude. The town <laughs> yeah, that I grew up in, like I was born in the Bay Area. I was born in Fremont. But I moved up north to like northern Northern California when I was like eight to nice. a town that had 2,500 people in it like 25 minutes south of Reading. And it is a deliverance out there. Ding, 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 Like, yeah, serious. Yeah. Rope borders, horseshoes, nautical stars, boots. Yeah. Yeah. The shadow cowboy standing in the middle of nowhere where it makes no sense. And then there's like this, and then there's a brown, and then there's a brown sepia tone picture of wood to the left and then this really shitty uh feathered out fucking copy of him and his dad 
in the same sepia tone over the top of the wood prices for that week. Beautiful. So I design a fuck. I do a revamp for the fucking salesperson. I go, hey man, just, just for shits and giggles, just send them my redesigns. And I like trimmed, like they still had their fucking wood border, but it wasn't like <laughs> everything was like in this much space. Yeah, it was like now it was like, oh, I can actually read what these fucking guys are saying, and yeah, oh, that's him with his son. It's not like him with his dog because I can't tell because it's so tiny with the mm-hmm. frame. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like it sounds like more or less it like dipped but then came back and it sounds like sounds like you're actually kind of happy and excited that you're uh doing propaganda for people outside of the Bay Area essentially. <laughs> <Wood> propaganda. <laughs> I think that like uh it's weird because I think people are um uh, uh, like I said at the beginning of this whole thing, even though it, was, it fucking sucked, and that's like we're coming up on the year mark now uh, when we were not allowed to go back to work. Like, I think this is the best thing that has happened for people in our circle, like people that are entertainers and and want to educate and stuff like that. I think it's like people are more apt to listen now than they ever have been because they've got nothing else to fucking do. They can't go anywhere still. Yeah. Yeah. This has been, this has been good for us on many fronts. Um, Everything from us having to kind of get creative because like, if we're just sitting at home, we're going to be streaming. Right. Yeah. Like, so we ended up adding, we ended up adding a show called Meltdown Monday, where at first we were just covering people melting down. And then now we found somebody who's always in a state of meltdown while they do their makeup. So the media wench does her makeup while she watches this other person's makeup. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been good for us in a way, but also for, um, a lot of the musicians, I think they're, I think we were talking about this a little bit during the meetings for sofa is that a lot of these people, they showed up not knowing anything about how am I going to stream? How am I going to get people to watch me live? And a couple of these people came out of it with an entirely new skill set that's going to serve them well in the future. And save them money. It's just going to serve yeah. them real well. Like Sakura is the the primary example. I know she moved on out to uh, she moved on out to uh, Austin, but I'm, I'm gonna try to have her on yeah. sometime soon. But she's great. She is. She's great. She's real talented. Super nice gal. I'm like real sad that she moved because she was a friend of mine too like it's not like she was just like a music person no offense to the just the music people that might come on my show or whatever but she was like a friend of mine like i saw her yeah. out and about in downtown we'd always fucking i'd be like oh, i'm gonna buy you a beer she'd be like no i'm gonna buy you a beer and we'd fucking sit there and talk shit for a while and fucking talk how great how the band was and stuff and it, but <clears throat> like watching her like trying to figure that out and then two weeks into it she's like i got it and her shit always looked good and she made a vibe happen on her yeah. clips. Yep. Yeah. It was nice. It was artistic. Yeah. And it wasn't and Austin and Sweet Haya did that uh that streamception thing where they <clears throat> they were all playing to each other through Facebook Messenger or something. I can't even remember how the whole thing worked out, but that was that was super creative and then Nahal and Austin going in on that road trip all summer to all the national parks and stuff and doing their live streams. It's so fucking crazy what you yeah. can do right now. I mean, seriously. You got a camera and a good mic and you're you're off and running. 
Yeah, I, I was I was just like super impressed. And when we did our Halloween show, I was like blown away. <laughs> we did a show <laughs> on Halloween band. night. Uh, Matt Reed. I don't even still don't remember the name of the band. I'd never heard Jombie. of it. Jombie. Oh my God. They sent us this like 45 minute like live recording that seemed like a jam session that blew my fucking mind. Rebels yeah. can't put something together. Cat Robichaux's thing for our fucking Halloween, like beautiful. And then uh, who was live? It was... um. James Perry, closed, uh, James Perry live and then Brendan Getzel from San Francisco closed it out. Oh, we were, I mean, I was, I don't, I don't get this way about this shit, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, there, I was like less than, you know, less than a thousand people are going to see this video, but it was like one of the best, like put together things we've ever done because of how complicated, how complicated it is actually to put on a music show on the internet where nothing yeah. stops when the music's not on the hosts are still talking sort of in the realm of music interviewing the guests like all this stuff is like it's you know i was i was just like everybody like brought their best shit when the, when we did our, our halloween show and when we did the first sofa too i mean like i saw that the news was covering it and so instead of like waiting until the show started like literally an hour and a half before the show started i just put up a feed with a blank image with like all the local bands on uh, on shuffle and that shit had like 80 100 views like before we even fucking came on the camera nice and it was you know it was just it was just kind of it was really neat watching watching people just learn and and figure this out and then a couple of them even liked it which was mind boggling <laughs> so it's like i've been trying to do this shit for a long time and I, I don't really like it that much it's mostly a project about my ego and the ideas i want to put out in the world <laughs> you look happy on stream what the fuck and it's kind of funny too at the same time it's like you know like i've also said it's like this whole era has changed the playing field for the professional and the amateur or semi-amateur or whatever you want to call the home brewer that like writes music or spits poetry or does hip hop or whatever the fuck. There's like no middleman now because it's like the middleman is shut down. Mm -hmm. The labels don't know what the fuck they're doing right now because they're not making money off of bands selling records. They're making money off bands selling touring now right. because it's 360 deals. Da so Dave, and, Dave so and Jimmy's these... technologically advanced records coming soon to a fucking <laughs> Kickstarter near you. Yeah. <laughs> Encrypted. You'll only have to have special headphones that we sell you. They're going to cost like you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars a piece. That's so brilliant. Peter, you, you're, you're like a guy on a Peter. You're like a guy on a piano who may or may not sing. Have you done any kind of live, like performances as as an artist during all this? Uh, during this pandemic, yeah, like what? like live on the internet performances or whatever. Um, yes, it was actually with the ballet. So the ballet did a performance in October that was live streamed on the internet. And they sold tickets. It was called Fast Forward. And they broadcast it from the California Theater down near SJSU. And so that theater got like retrofitted with like thousands of dollars worth of like high end, like Hollywood caliber cameras. 
to broadcast live performances for this pandemic. And the ballet was like the first big internet show that they did. Um, so they had me compose about 20 minutes worth of music for that ballet performance. So it was like me performing the music live with a string quartet in the socially distanced pit, like grand piano, cello, viola, and two violins, all of us wearing masks and sitting like, you know, 10 feet apart. Um, and then the ballet dancer were up on stage with the backdrop and the whole thing was like filmed and the, all the seats in the auditorium were empty except for like Dahlia, the director, and like two or three camera guys and then like two or three production assistants and that was it. So that was interesting. It's weird to perform in a theater like that and not have other human beings watching you and like applauding and responding in real time, you know? It's super Ooh. weird. It's super weird. And I, I'm, I'm not throwing any shade at the performers who couldn't do it, right? Because like legitimately, like streaming, whatever. Like we were used to streaming for nobody for a while. Um, our other shows do pretty well. I almost pay for what this room would rent for by streaming out of this room, um, which is insane. Um, but the flip side is like, I'm a DJ and like, I've you know played SF pride, San Silicon Valley pride. I've played a splash. I play bike party regularly. And <clears throat> I played for bike party the first time we did a virtual bike party there was like a zoom thing going on and there were like i don't know 30 or 40 people there and i was broadcasting to the conduit which is a different website where i don't know like our whole enterprise won't come down here because of copyright because it's like not where our money is made and there were like 90 or 100 people watching there and it just felt like this weird this weird fucked up facsimile of what happens at bike party when I DJ at bike party, do you know what I'm saying? It felt like this. I knew there were a bunch of people listening more than generally listen to me on the conduit, but it just felt so it wasn't the same dude. It wasn't some like this, the first time I played bike party, some little girl was like fascinated by what I was doing. And after I was done, she said, I want to learn to DJ. And like I saw somebody kind of looking over and I saw her dad and he was on like a $6,000 bike. And I'm like, you know what? Your dad's got a very expensive bike. I bet he'll fucking buy you some DJ equipment. He can't afford a turntable. <laughs> I was like, I recognize the bike is one that I would never buy. And, uh, but that's just never going to happen. Like virtually these kinds of experiences or like, like, you know, in San Jose, the only good gig I play is bike party. When I show up and start setting up and like people on their bikes start kind of circling around me and they're like saying, Oh good. You know, I don't, you know, last week, last, last month was fine, but like, we love it when you play that shit. Never, you don't get that. Cause I don't want the audience talking to me over speakers while I'm trying to DJ here in an extra room at my apartment. And it's just, you know, like, it's just, it's like devoid of, of one of the, one of the aspects of performing that's important. Yeah. Like, and, and you were in like a concert hall and it was empty. Right. It was kind of eerie. <laughs> on one, one hand it felt, it just, it really, really felt like a dress rehearsal, even though I knew there were still a hundred people watching it. Yeah, it's, so. I mean, it's, it's great. And, uh, I'm glad that they bought all that stuff. 
And I'm glad that they did all that. And they'll, they'll probably use it going forward to record their performances, put it on YouTube or whatever. But it's just, it just yeah. all feels, I don't know. It all feels, it all feels like, like oh, going and performing for an audience. What I really miss is like an illegal party in a warehouse where the cops might come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the shit I really miss. I'm like, oh shit, it's about two in the morning. I'm about to start. This is prime time for the fucking police to come. Everybody here is like 20 and I'm 44. They're going to take me. This isn't my party, but they're going to be like, oh, look, there's an old guy. He's in charge. (laughs) Must be his party. He can't run. He can't run. I don't know. So I just turned 40, right? So I'm also a little bit older. Um, About five years ago, I was at a. Wait, did you just uh, say you're 40? Yeah, yeah, fuck off, you fucking yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of babies Fucking cunt. Man, it's a good thing you're like the Ever. nicest guy in the world. Otherwise, everybody here would just mute yeah. me on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a couple years ago, I was at a party at Santa Clara University. I was there because I also did DJ show there like once a week when we're not in the middle of a pandemic. I have a show at... um the radio station at Santa Clara University, KSCU. And so I'm friends with some of the DJs there. And it's interesting because at the radio station, there's like two types of DJs. They're either college students or they're like 50-year-old guys that were in punk bands in 1984. And that's it. There's like no middle ground. And um, But we all know each other. And so like I went to a like a college party and i'm like 36 and i'm sort of the weird old guy um feeling nostalgic for beer pong and the cops busted it and they started giving out drink tickets except for me they like look at my ideas like oh you're old okay just go home they just let me go <laughs> and i kind of i gotta say i sort of felt cool and young again it's like oh i'm at a party and busted it yeah it was like reliving the reliving my youth yeah, that's like, nice. I don't play a lot of raves, but I'll play one a year and it's going, no, it's, it's going, yeah, you're like reliving like, like a different time. Like media once knew me when I was young and playing out like pictures. every Friday and every Saturday, because that was a smart thing to do mm-hmm. and fry my brain. I wouldn't be better at doing the show if I didn't do that or something, <laughs> but I mean, hey man, that, you know, just, just that just, knowing that was always available to me for like, if I wanted, like, honestly, I would play a ravey rave for an ego boost. My, my dude, my dude, Brandon, who would always be like, all right, we're, we're going to play this party. I'd be like, oh, are we? And he's like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people there. You want to play this party? And I'd be like, oh, great. When are we playing? He's like, I'm not sure, but you're playing after me. <laughs> Four in the morning. Nice. Uh, usually two, but like just being able to go into a Jimmy, Jimmy's been in bands. Jimmy knows being able to go into like a building or a space and just rock the fuck out of a crowd. It's just been gone for a year. No longer an option. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no deleting all the file names of my songs and numbering them so that fucking, if I have something unreleased or whatever, somebody can't like fucking tattle on me to the record label that sent it to me and was like, don't tell nobody or, or just start stealing my shit. 
be like, oh, that was, those were great songs. I'm going to play those. And I'm like, well, you're not going to do it as good as me, but fuck off. Like none of that. Like <laughs> I don't have to do any of that. And it sucks because being able to be in front of a crowd, it doesn't matter <clears throat> like what you're doing. Like if you're a DJ, you know, you're a, you're a solo performer, you're part of a band and stuff. We, we all haven't had that. And those of us who are just fans, we also haven't been able to have that experience. And it just fucking, yeah. it just fucking sucks. Like I go to the caravan. I don't play at the caravan. Hold on. After all this is over, I should just go play a set at the caravan after the roughies. See what happens. Fuck it. Like it'll be a new world. <laughs> You're like, is this a remix of "I Will Survive"? Fuck shit up all night long. Yeah, do the longest version of that song ever. If they only give me an hour slot, I'm not playing anything over three minutes long. Actually. If you play I Will Survive, I guarantee you every drunk punk rocker from San Jose that's in the caravan will come up and sing a line from that song because they know 100%. that shit. <laughs> they won't admit it, but they know that song. There was this yeah. old joke we used to tell when there was Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and it was like the military's uh, entrance exam says, the first question is, at first I was afraid. Finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, I thought the song was written by Hake. <laughs> oh, you know, you need to stop showing how young you are, dude, because I'm just like <laughs> totally like knocking you down the tree a little bit right now. <laughs> you know? Should we just turn off his camera? It's like embarrassing to all of us because none of us are that much older than this guy. <laughs> That was constant no. error. No, no. <laughs> he's got to stay now. <laughs> so, Media Wench, crystal, as far as like in the content creation sphere, ha, uh, what do you what do you think has been like good for you as a content creator, and what has been bad for you as a content creator under lockdowns? A shitty word under under kind of. The stay-at-home advisory, we'll call it. No, lockdown. Lockdown's good. I mean, you're as locked down as you uh, as you want to participate in. This is fucking California, after all. Um, probably the the best thing was probably streaming more often. It got me like to be able to get into a better groove. You and I have a rapport. I can read your face from a hundred miles away. So. I haven't even made a bad <laughs> face all night tonight, have I? You haven't. <laughs> I am keenly aware of Dave's face. Um, but oh, also shit, don't clip that. <laughs> uh... um, but also, like everybody was talking about earlier, as far as like how affected you've been, you like your work has been. Like I've been working full time at work this whole time. And uh I'm very hashtag blessed for that. Um, to be able to have been, you know, in like working at work this whole time, but uh, since we've been streaming more, <laughs> and I still have the same work schedule, it's like hard to find reasons to sneak away to send like fifteen text messages <laughs> <laughs> and multiple and maintain multiple conversations while I'm trying to book things. And because during the summer, I was booking seven to nine bands a week for between Sofa Saturdays and Local Love live performances, interviews, like all kinds of shit. And that was yeah. nuts for me. I was so busy. 
Plus, we were streaming seven days a week, I think. that We're still streaming well, seven days a week. Well, I mean, I was streaming seven days a week. Yes. Now you're streaming all the different... What's been the bad part? Because you're just describing the good part. The good part is where you do work that I don't have to do. So what's been the bad part? Wow. What's been the bad part? Uh, the bad part is... Um, I haven't, I just don't have any, well, uh, streaming so much, I don't think, I don't know. I don't really have a bad part. Oh, here's the bad part. You and your girls haven't been dancing next to the mayor at fucking bike parties since 2018. That's true. That's true. Because I took my kids to bike party. Also, the San Jose mayor is kind of a piece of shit. They have their own bikes now. They're like, can we take our bikes to bike party? Sam! Sam. Uh, if your kids want to ride bike party sometime that I'm not playing, absolutely. That'd be super fun. Yeah. In fact, all of y'all on this screen better come to bike party the first, uh, second time it comes out. Because the first time I'm going to play that shit, because it's going to be like fucking 20,000 people at bike party and the police are going to declare a riot. <laughs> <laughs> I do have I do have a bike, but I'm terrified that I'm gonna crash many times because if Phil if Phil's gonna ride bikes with me, then we're gonna get drunk. Oh dude. The great thing about I'm bike party is if you're in the middle of that shit, it moves at three hella to six drunk. miles an hour. I got it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm good. If you're starting to feel a little uncomfortable, you can just take your feet off the pedals and just scoot yourself with your feet on the ground. If we all go to bike party, it's leave no person behind, man. If 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 you stop, we're just all gonna stop with you. Google searching adult training wheels as we speak. Right. So that's actually a good one. Uh Phil, have you been to bike party? I have not actually. I've have seen. Bicycle? I've seen it. Oh yeah. I'm Jimmy, have you been to bike party? bike party? No, I never have. Uh, Peter, have you been to bike party? I have not. Do you have a bicycle? Well, he was Dude, just born I like fucking ten years ago. Nineteen seventies Schwinn Supersport. Dude, you will have the <laughs> dopest bike at bike party. No, don't even give him that. He's like 12 years old. Just not. Dude, this guy's as old as I am almost. Whatever, dude. This has, has the best genes. Media once you've been to bike party, but you got to get a bike and we got to ride it. Especially now that your Dear girls got bikes. Are you? Wait, Juan did, bought a what, bike. What Me, did this you, show the just girls, turn into? Juan. Go ahead. I don't know who Jerry talking. Monster just got. Uh, Jerry Monster has uh, James the Straits old uh, electric bike. Nah, if it's we're going to bike party, he got to leave that electric bike at home and go buy a bike for $80 at the place he got to pedal himself. <laughs> or or I'll just drain the battery on his bike before we start and it'll just be before we start and it'll just be heavy. <laughs> I can't believe 20 people are watching us right now. <laughs> oh also thank you uh lord angel 07 for following us i don't know uh did you get a what did they get for following us was it a tom cruise i think they got a tom yeah, it's cruise, a tom cruise and a that tom dope cruise. ass fucking jacket you a tom wait wait cruise. <laughs> i don't understand they get tom cruise <laughs> oh yeah, yeah this is a whole other thing going on over here at twitch like <laughs> <laughs> so when people follow wait, us like a little tom gif comes cruise? up on the screen it uh -huh. used to be it used to be a lot of things, but now it's Tom Cruise hugging the leader of Scientology, and it's like, oh, oh you've of followed this. <laughs> Fucking amazing! 
When I lived in Seattle, I worked at a Scientology school once a week teaching a music class. That was kind of interesting. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> You've crossed over into Thursday oh, show territory, oh, sir. I, um, is that good or bad? I was just starting to like you. No, well, not not a no well, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm not a Scientologist. I yeah, I don't. I, I'm not going to, dude. I'm not accusing any of you of being a Scientologist. And if, in fact, like, there's not a lot of things where I won't sure play your music. But if 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 I find out that you're like a high-ranking member of Scientology and you sent me your music, I'm not playing your music. <laughs> okay. I hope What's you the took the Scientology the money like? and spent it on heathen shit. <laughs> what is the name of the leader of Scientology whose wife is missing? David and- Scavage. Yeah, dude, that dude, guy. We have a whole show on Thursday about this shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I gotta listen. I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> you gotta watch. Right. Better, better yet, if you get your your microphone and your Wi-Fi situation situated, you could fucking be on this show. Oh shit! Uh oh, everybody. Still pixelated. Oh, oh no! Oh look, there he is. Oh, what's up? Hey, everybody. Shh. We have a new. Per- There's a new person on the panel. Can you introduce yourself and tell us why you came to this of all places? <laughs> Because this is way better than Grocer Outlet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, dude. You got to buy bacon, man. You ever had to buy bacon? Go to the grocery outlet. Just cook it tomorrow. Make sure you get the uncured bacon because if you get the (laughs) sodium nitrates, you're going to be fucked up for life. Yeah. 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 All right. I got to get up and get another drink. Phil is in charge, but uh, Juan's going to introduce himself. <laughs> Medium, which is like I'm shit. That's great. I'm not in oh, charge. Shit, I still haven't. I still haven't done a darn it. Uh, Why am I not? Hello, it, everyone Juan? out there in Radioland. This is Juan Maserati. I am here. Uh, I am a, a one of the co-hosts of uh, Local Love, uh, and uh, also play keyboards in Rebels Camp and Los Improvisers. And I am uh, very happy to be amongst my homies. And I see that we have my fucking Jimmy in the house. So uh, peace, peace to my brother. And then I have a gentleman here who I've seen before, but I want to get more familiar with the brother. And of course, there is uh, uh, Mita Winch. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm just here to be happy. So, by the way, I recommend that we get some goings in your life. You haven't seen it. It's a it's a cider that uh, I never had it before, but I'm about to have it now. <laughs> Can I say something right now to interrupt your like that was a, a beautiful introduction, by the way. But I'm realizing that now that I realize I forgot to put my glasses back on, I feel like Mr. Magoo now. Am I right? No. With that? <laughs> I mean, I never no, would have you- noticed if he hadn't said something, but now I can't even see it. No, <laughs> I need to go get the fucking glasses right now. Where's my fucking makeup? Goal in soccer. You calm down, thirty-year-old. Calm <laughs> I, the fuck I am, down. I am also forty. You got the whole. Yeah, I tell you what, it's a trip. I mean, uh, uh, you know, since turning fifty, you know, it just rapidly accelerates, right? And before I just blink a few seconds, now I'm fifty-one, and it's like, goddamn. God yeah. Damn. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Okay, so like I just turned forty, and they're telling me I look like a baby, but you look really young too. You're, like I never in a million years thought you were 
51. I'm looking at you and I thought, this guy's probably 37. That was my educated guess. You know what it is? It's my hair. It, my hair keeps me young, which is. <laughs> I had to like, keep it under wraps. <laughs> I had to keep it under wraps because it was just like getting too gnarly for me. It's, it's <laughs> right. so, I'm gonna read some stuff from the chat here. We got my dudes want, but um, yeah, hold on, we got, we got hold on. I'm gonna read some stuff from the chat. We got my dudes. Hey, you know, hold on. Hey, hold on. Hey, hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. What's going on here? What's going uh, we on? got some dude. My dude's Juan. We got maybe a little Magoo, and then we got really stone Magoo. That's just what people in the chat right. say. Somebody say something. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to put my headphones on. <laughs> Mom was like, "Why can't I hear any of these people?" Oh, they're talking. I am, I am so. Oh, one of right these guys now. is the host of this show, and he's telling me to shut the fuck up. What's going on? <laughs> Dave and I are the only ones that fly close to the sun and we don't have any. We hate headphones. Oh, I, I run a noise gate instead of I run a noise David, gate instead of headphones. Dave insisted that I wear headphones, so here I am with my Call of Duty <laughs> oh. shit. I'm ready Those to fucking take you know, camouflage so you can't see my ears. <laughs> I wear a camouflage hat so nobody can read my mind. There right? you go. <laughs> sure. Yeah, man. Give me that's those serious cans, man. I love them. Thanks. They sound great. Ryan Reynoso actually left something sweet when he moved out, and it was these headphones. <laughs> yes. All right. And a little bit of a smell. Just it still smelled a little bit like him for a while. And it, I'm glad it's gone. So we added somebody can't... a second ago that doesn't have any video. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, you're fucking you and you know. We added somebody without video. Yeah, a person we had with video. Uh, I will be able to hear you. Whatever. This is Vampire by the Dangerous. We'll be back in a few <laughs> minutes. We'll, we'll work all this out. We'll put together something nice. resembling a show. I promise.
Vampire by the Dangerous. That shit's dope. It was good. Juan, you didn't even introduce yourself. What's up? <laughs> yes, oh, he did. oh shit! Here we go. Juan, Juan <laughs> didn't. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. You left. My name is Doctor Robert Lopez in the house. <laughs> Praise God. Praise the Lord. Uh, get with me and Ashley about Doctor Robert Lopez. There's something called Man Up Monday that you need to get on. <laughs> oh, for sure. Boy, yeah, we'll what? definitely evangelize. Wait, what, Jimmy, what? unmute yourself. Uh, his, I think his microphone is up too far away from his mouth. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. So what is Man Up Monday? Oh, okay, you should go on that too, that. actually. If you want to get if you if you like don't like idiots. Uh get with us after the show. There's this guy. And he's having this he's having a big sad because his little anti-mask group is like sixty-five percent women. And he thinks that it's a big tragedy that a bunch of men aren't also like throwing a fit about the mask. And if you go on his show, that'd be so funny. Oh my god. I'm so wanting to be a part of this now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It gets good. It really does get good. I mean, he's he's seen he's seen what he thinks is the worst of our organization, but really fucking Jimmy Arsenault hasn't shown up on his show. What? What does that mean? Like, do you oh, think they, they hate us? <laughs> no. Okay, so this dude lives in Fresno, and he used to be like, oh, okay. The point one, dude is born <laughs> had me in Fresno and lives in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, and so he has this coalition for individual liberties thing. That's this soaked in entitlement organization uh, that just doesn't want to wear a mask in the sprouts. And so they like hand out these fake legal documents at this crazy ass unofficial attorney that goes to the library and Lewis. makes copies of pages out of books and then puts them in binders and has shelves Lewis, of them. Lewis. <clears throat> this constitutional fucking sovereign fucking citizen bullshit. Uh, uh, you know, the God-given rights in the Constitution. But, but they're also like citing like Civil Rights Act of 1964, like for what? equal access shit. Like, um, uh, oh, Americans Jimmy, Jimmy, what I'm telling you is you don't need any of this information. If you just went on there, we're like, hey, what we want you to do is make fun of this guy until he kicks you off his show. <laughs> you would be incredibly good at that. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy would go all in, man. Full, I am so about that. <laughs> you know like, you just followed a link to come so here. Fun. You know you just oh followed a God. link to come here on your computer. You could do that on his show. He, he does a whole just thing about him. masculinity, and I know that like I know that like you care a lot about like what these kind of people think about masculinity, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Here's me with my cat. What? <laughs> the fuck? He'll be like, that's right. That's right. I brought the cat too. He'll man. ask you. He'll ask you, like, cat what brothers. do you think a man is? <laughs> and he's incredibly like fucking, just like he's like all transgender. He doesn't like fucking transgender shit. He's like, he's there's a man and a woman, a penis and a vagina, kind of fucking idiot. What makes a man, Lebowski? 
<laughs> Peter's actually right. super nice and could go on there and get kicked off just as quick as the rest of us. <laughs> see, what happened was, is I tricked this guy into coming on our show. See, what, see what happened was. <laughs> what, what happened was, is I tricked this guy into coming on our show, and then I let him oh give his God. spiel in the beginning, and then mm-hmm. I started asking him mm-hmm. questions. And then I knew more about his conspiracy theories than he did. And then he said I was uneducated and he hung up on me. Oh my God. Nice. This is fascinating. I feel like I have a window on a subculture of feuding podcasts that I didn't even know existed. And it's very exciting. This kind of changes my life. You have just reached it like we we talk about aliens and shit. Don't even fuck around in this group, dude. (laughs) Yeah, like that's not even... Un, that's not even inaccurate we've been like since we started we've been like coming for somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got to get somebody. people to make videos about us otherwise we don't have a we, like that's a whole subset of content we don't throw a this, fit we throw a party this is the new thrash movement of the fucking omni days in like fucking media you know mm-hmm. what i mean oh yeah like we're oh, not I- we're not like we're not opposed to talking to ah, uh, now that we're here on Twitch. Twitch is like pretty strict. I'd be hesitant to bring on a neo Nazi to talk to me, right? I, well, yeah. But like somebody who's against the mask, yeah, absolutely. Chat will throw a party if somebody like found the link and joined and is like, I actually don't think you should wear a mask. And I'd be like, all right, listen, one at a time, everybody. Everybody make fun of this guy one, one at a time. <laughs> You know, I knew, okay, so when my band was touring full-time, we used to play this club in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We played it probably a dozen times, and the sound guy was a former neo-Nazi, to the point where he had had a swastika tattoo. Um, And it had since been converted to just a sort of generic geometric thing. So he was a neo-Nazi, and the reason he got out is because he had a daughter who was born with Down syndrome. And all of his neo-Nazi friends wanted him to kill his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that, j- that fucking, that fucking, what is that? A uh, fucking eugenic shit. Yeah. Wow. And he didn't. Well, it turns <laughs> out I didn't want to kill my daughter. Oh, good on him. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a mensch. <laughs> I mean, the guy was still like right wing as shit, but at least he wasn't in an official like neo-Nazi group anymore. Yeah. yeah. Was he the sound guy? Did you say? He was the sound guy at this club. Did, yeah. Did you do a good job? He did. So I he feel like we could convert him because he understands. Not. He understands that if you press the wrong button, shit doesn't work. So I feel like we could convert this guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like super strict about times and stuff. And bands are all like, "Hey, well, <laughs> stop being the He's like, "Why is it your song in 1488?" Is that what you're saying? Wait. Oh, Wait. Come on now. You motherfuckers. You no, but uh, Peter, when you were when you were when you were touring, you you toured the whole country with a band and it was like before the internet as we know it existed. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the internet was there. This was like 2004 to 2007. Yeah, there wasn't like Twitter and Facebook like yeah, it was like Yahoo Maps. Um, <laughs> you know there what? Social media. There's MySpace. MySpace was a big deal. Um, you know, I don't remember there being a problem with on MySpace was Nazis. 
<laughs> I don't remember any Nazis on my on my screen. Remember your first friend no. Tom? Your first friend Tom Nazi. kicked them I off, and they couldn't go anywhere I, to complain about being canceled. Tom was just like, "Oh, you have swastikas? Get out of here!" Well, that was nice. I do remember. I do remember a lot of horrible bands getting at you on MySpace, though. Like really, dude? I was Who a DJ. You? It was even worse. Right. Right. Dude, oh, was we play deep... blues covers at your mom's restaurant. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to be your friend on MySpace. I was a yeah. DJ on MySpace. It was so much worse, right? Because they'd be like, "Here, like you throw parties, listen to my demo," and I'd be like, "Okay." And then it'd be like six minutes of a song. I'd be like, "This is pretty good." And then they'd try to mix in the next song. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to delete them as a friend on MySpace." They thought they should send this thing to me. <laughs> why did you let six minutes of your song play what's wrong with you but then when after you like when you decided it was time for the next one why did it sound like there's 17 songs playing and not two don't you understand the concept of don't boris get to the chorus i mean come on now <laughs> no don't that's funny because if i have a captive if i have a chorus. room like if if i'm playing at 2 30 in the morning at a party where there's one room and there's a thousand people there don't Boris get to the chorus. No, because if I make them wait, like if I like play like three or four songs and don't let any of them get to the part they want, they're just going to be fucking waiting for it. And so 22 <laughs> minutes into my set where I let the song go to where it like actually gives you the part, the room goes fucking crazy. That we're, we're talking about two different things. <laughs> That's like tantric sex of DJ. Yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Wow. Coined it. <laughs> I've been in a position to do that lately because what like, is I play the, it. What is the song during that tantric sex DJ? What is the starter song <laughs> that the DJ is gonna play? Nah, if I'm like I'm saying, if I if I have control of a room and they ain't going no. anywhere, no, it no, doesn't matter what the what, song is. You no, just, like, you, you, especially no, if they know no. what's supposed to happen. And then no. you get out of it. Oh God, it's so good. <laughs> no, fuck you, man. What is the song you play to make that shit go down? Don't oh, you people fucking are, if, lie. If, if there's a group sex situation going on and I'm DJing, it doesn't matter what I play. Halo in reverse. <laughs> Just say Halo in reverse already, man. No, if there's a group sex <laughs> scene going on, I might even stop playing. Like, like, do I want to? Do I want to DJ this, or do I want to forego my fee and get involved in the group sex thing that's going on? Like. <laughs> No. You ever get like DJ no. gigs at mansions where there's like women wearing masks and oh, guys? With, no, like, not where, not wearing masks. Look, you Tom Cruise eyes wide shut, or what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? When What's I first moved right to the now? South Bay, I would play mansion parties, but that was like actually the worst gig. Yeah, the mansion yeah, parties were the parties. worst. Because the dude that, that the dude whose mansion it was would do a bunch of coke and forget to pay you. Uh, and then if you asked for money it would be weird because he was high as fuck and having the time of his life and you like just don't want to do that to somebody who's high as fuck and having the time of their life i know they're like exploiting workers for a hundred miles in any direction including the ocean they're probably exploiting the fucking fish <laughs> exploiting the fish is that what you said that's what he said <laughs> Hey man, if the if the guy who owns the house in Los Gatos, whose mansion party you're playing at, is just hey man, if you're fucking the fish, exploiting, <laughs> exploiting the fucking fish, Excellent. we're gonna have a fucking problem. I'm just saying, 
<laughs> Juniper, you hear that shit? <laughs> I was getting the cats involved. Yeah, I've got to. Our regular because, Twitch I people mean, are like, what's going on with this, this conversation? Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, what's, why is there's a guy talking to a cat that nobody can really see? Does he really have a cat? I don't know. Does he? That'd be funny. Bill, Bill Tool, pick the song. Since he pushed out, what would be the song? <laughs> Just eat. Were you listening like, to no. the conversation? <laughs> Which conversation? There's like three of them going on at the same time. <laughs> I'm just telling you, the people the people in the chat Man, are like riding the wave. Ohio good. players love roller coaster. You're so out of <laughs> Okay. You I I'm, I just I was just getting ready to take my lipstick and cross you out of my will. You know? Why did you, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is really important. Jane, the message, why did you choose now exactly to follow us? <laughs> Jay, I also hope you liked your Tom Cruise gift, but why did you choose now exactly to follow us? If you could let us know in the chat. Uh, three sentences or less, please. <laughs> yes, please, no walls of text. You don't have the concentration level to read something like that right now. So, one. <laughs> three sentences. One. One. How bad do you miss playing yeah, with your yeah. band? Oh, tremendously, man! It's like um, one, one. Not, can you can you can you turn the bad. the gain up on your mic a little bit? Sure, sure, sure. Can you hear me fuck, now? Yeah, fuck yeah. Right. <laughs> what I'm saying, basically. Hey, I need to get my power switch. Get that power switch, man. Um, I'm gonna get my power switch. Code. I just want to say that I uh, I miss my brothers. And um, it's like really when you have played in that capacity with these very, very aware brothers, you know, a very connected family people. And um, you, it, you, it's like you really, uh, there's a connection that's really deep, you know what I mean? And for me, it's like, yeah, man, the music is all, it will be there. It will be a, a, a natural, you know, outcome of, of, of getting connected. But it's really for like that connection physically that I miss the most. And I hope just, just to uh, very shortly get back, in that, get back in that groove again, you know? Fuck yeah. Because we need more. Oh, uh, Hold on. Hey, uh, the person that just followed us, this was Jane the Message, is a freestyle rap champion from Tourette's Without Regrets. That's a fucking Jamie, Jamie, Elron, Jamie, Jamie. Jamie DeWolf. Jamie DeWolf's crew, yeah. Like, yeah. it's not that I don't have mad love and respect for Jamie DeWolf. It's just that I forget things because I'm old and ugly. So, like. Oh, that's a bummer. Hey, um, if you can you hit the panel in there? Yeah, if you want you want to come and talk Wait a minute. Oh shit! I need to bang submit too because this is like a local artist. Uh, can you can somebody drop the echoplexmedia.com slash submit so this person can send us their like their flows? I don't know. But yeah, if you want to join the panel and shit, you're welcome to join the panel. If, especially if you're hooked up with Jamie DeWolf and Tourette's Without Regrets. Oh Jamie yeah, DeWolf we had him on the. the Jamie DeWolf crosses the stream in a lot of ways. Yeah. Did you know that there's a guy who runs a thing in Oakland called Tourette's Without Regrets, and he's L. Ron Hubbard's great-grandson? Wow, that's crazy. Is he a Scientologist? 
Wait, no, he's not actually. He came on our show about Scientology to like dump on Scientology and talk about his film and music projects. Super well, nice guy. You know what? I, I saw that guy perform live in this spot in Oakland, uh, downtown Oakland, and I can't remember the, the exact venue, but I can tell you, man, it, the way he really broke down that story was super hella powerful. I was like, God damn, the, you know, he, he, he seen, he seen it right from the, from the get go, man, this beginning of Scientology from his father. I think it was his father. Yeah. Or I think this, uncle. This, I think our person, the battle rapper might be joining us in a minute. Well, <laughs> local love where the panel is the size of the audience. <laughs> while we wait for this we got this great music i've been rocking this jam so much lately the smoke and mirrors sound system this is john rye friend of curtis curtis is uh doing backing vocals and uh, other members of monkey are involved in this smoking and mirror sound system this song is called reasoning and this song is so fucking good and uh i'm playing it because i love it but also because i have to pee <laughs>
smoke and mirror sound system we have somebody we've never met never seen uh, on the show who are you and how you doing hi my name is jane the message i am weird and have been for like a year but good <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> that's fantastic yeah i've been better since finding twitch though like i started streaming in around the elections basically and <clears> then realized that there's a lot of potential here um and like i'm kind of starting a guild <laughs> so like I, we already met with sag aftra to get advice and to kind of let him know that we're trying to take streaming really seriously so like i've made a lot of friends already and i'm like kind of excited and feel like this is maybe my lane <laughs> uh you should be our friend but you should never take our advice okay <laughs> <laughs> so outside of twitch streaming and uh by the way do mention your twitch channel yeah, it's Jane the Message, same as my rap name. Oh fucking a! And uh, <clears throat> other than that, like you're uh, you're you're in with Jamie, and like, what were you doing before the pandemic? What kind of what kind of uh, entertainment were you were you into? What's up? Introduce yourself. Like, I gotta yeah. run and make it make another drink. So. Oh sure, yeah. Um, so I've been like in the Bay Area underground hip hop scene since like 2017, but I was like rapping since I was eight uh and bullied a lot <laughs> then i became a ballet dancer and then jamie dewolf discovered me uh freestyle rapping at a random live dating show that i got hazed into doing and then i started uh battle rapping at tourette's like right away and started winning right away then i just got kept working on that and getting better and better at freestyling um boom boom room used to have a, an open cypher every sunday and i became like an mvp from their tournament like the first time i did the tournament i bodied like eight guys in a row and broke the tournament so i was like cool so <laughs> but i was always a writer so yeah i started like teaching myself logic and now i work with a producer um this guy uh jim who's got a studio out in oakland really close to um oh gosh what's that called the punk venue i'm blanking right now because i'm nervous <laughs> um but yeah so yeah, he uh he's a friend of jamie's too so like I, I um worked on an album as like a skeleton and then he like produced it and we've just been putting it out a little slowly i made another one during the pandemic that we're starting to work on so just kind of a collaborative product process but like i'm a like songwriter and 
um, kind of like baby producer and then get it beefed up by something that can play instruments because all my music logic comes from being a ballet dancer. <laughs> oh, that's so, so weird. You should, uh, Peter, he's, uh, I don't know, he's uh, the smallest head of all of the heads on the... the, the, the <laughs> he uh, plays uh, piano for a, for a ballet company. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know a lot of people in the ballet world still. I did that for a long time. Like, you know, it's, it's one of those careers that you can stop kind of early too. Cause like, it's, you know, you, it, you, you just, people retire in like their twenties and thirties. So I'm like, cool, I guess I'll be a rapper now. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do here on Twitch? Um, kind of variety streaming. Uh, and like, I, I kind of did a couple panels until I realized they were like super toxic. And then I, I oh, made a oh, well, What'd you come on our panel for? <laughs> Oh, well, not not like this though. But you know, like the debate bro thing. Oh, dude, I, yeah, I go yeah, on yeah. there, but I only go on there like two hours from now, drunk as fuck. If one is still happening, yeah, that's valid. That's probably the only way it's tolerable. But like, yeah, like I I kind of have like some you know left leftist theories, and like mm. the other thing is like a year ago I got diagnosed with autism finally. And like I have a crap ton of special interests, so it only makes sense if you look at me in like special interest language. Because like, oh yeah, I'm obsessed with ballet and rap and feminism. That totally makes sense somehow. So like, yeah, so I, no, I do a lot. Of, yeah, it does though, right? So I do a lot of streams. Um, now I do like afternoon streams that are autism peer support. And I'm trying to like encourage more autistics to do performance arts because I think it like saved my life legit. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I do a lot of now. Yo, you yo, you've come to the right place. You, yeah uh especially yeah. if you're like if you're in with jamie we had jamie on our like cults we, the show's now called cults in the satanic panic it's thursday nights and we had jamie on to talk about uh not just his experience being um uh the great grandson of l ron hubbard but also like content creation and like what he's doing over yeah. there at tourette's without regrets and stuff yeah and yeah. not a lot of people tuned in and not a lot of people watch it on youtube but uh, it's one of the better conversations like i felt I felt like really engaged the whole time I was talking to him, you know? Yeah. He's great. Like I, I owe so much to him. And like, like I know that like dance helped me come out of my shell, but it wasn't really until I got involved in rap, which I wanted to do since I was a kid. And like people just like validated me doing it that I started to feel like I actually really accepted myself. And like, like, yeah, Jamie's like watched me develop so much just from him giving me that chance, like randomly. And now I'm like, crowd favorite i've been doing the the stream ones that they, he's had since the pandemic last time i won using like these snap filters i was like a banana and an avocado at a disco which was like a little <laughs> bit of a cheat yeah. but i was also hella broke so and it worked <laughs> what i like most about you is that your audio is hella on point you sound yeah good. what i like most <laughs> about you, you so far media one ray yeah Thank you. Yeah, Audio Technica. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you for coming on. We're kind of talking local music and stuff. We've been mostly focused on San Jose, but mm -hmm. you're where, where ish are you at? San Francisco. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of my homies are like like the whole underground Bay Area scene and like some of the nerdcore too. So I used to go to conventions. And like another group of my homies are doing like a freestyle rap D and D game on Twitch. Wait, what? And That's like, rad. Yeah, like, I don't like freestyle rap that much or D and D, but I would tune in for both. Yeah, together, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, do you know Lex, the Lexicon artist? Of course, I do. We've been trying okay. to do a track together forever. I, on her, um, oh, you should on one of the cameos on her, her, her um, 
her song she put out a music video for during the pandemic showing us all going crazy yeah uh, yeah so the first uh, time we met lex the first time we down. met lex she had taken public transit from oakland to campbell but she was on crutches so one of our people drove a minute and a half across the street to the light rail. I'm trying, I guess I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't say which light rail station because eventually a QAnon person is going to come over and try to blow my head off. Right. But, <laughs> but a friend drove her like a minute and a half from here. And then she said, Oh, that was really great. You know, I, I had, I came all the way here from Oakland and then your friend picked me up a minute and a half away at the light rail station. I was like, bah! <laughs> yeah, but she's great, dude. She's super talented. Um, yeah. she seems to be doing so good in New York. Like, I yeah, she is, and I I admire. She's got great work ethic too, and like you know, I think that she's a good one for understanding branding and, and like I I have an intuitive sense of it because I'm just fucking weird. So like that does a, that does some legwork, but she's so precise and she she's really strategic in a way that I'm like, wow, I wish my brain could do that. <laughs> I mean, we're always all, all going to meet people who are like, you're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like uh, the media wench yeah. is my co-host, the other person in the very red room. And she's like really good at talking to people, especially when I like make conflict that I shouldn't have made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about community, though. I think that's what I, I mean, the Bay Area music scene to me has been just building like the first real friends I've had in my life. And now I'm starting to make new friends on Twitch, too. And it just feels like when people understand where you're coming from they want to help you out like they want to see you do your best that's kind of my vibe is like everybody wins yeah amen yeah, right welcome this yeah is like a weird part of left twitch you came here on local love though it's like a good entry point the rest of the shit we do is insane yeah <laughs> no nah, but like politics on here is, is like wild i've been trying to figure it out like i've I've been studying psychology since i was a kid because i had hella autism and didn't know what was wrong with me so now i'm always like trying to be like which book should i look at to understand why people are acting so weird <laughs> oh maybe i don't know don't only show up here on tuesday because we're, we're, we're fucking <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> well hey thanks for thanks for coming on like un like unknown kind of sight on scene with people you don't know that's fucking cool no nah, it's cool to meet other musicians too like i'm just happy to to still be going for it even though the world imploded <laughs> well we have a lot of mutuals honestly so we probably we should have probably met sooner yeah right maybe <laughs> maybe like life still existed it would have already happened <laughs> right yeah where Do you know Frack at all, by the way? Um, Frack mm -hmm. is the other big one from Tourette's that like was I, I did a compliment battle with him. Um no. like oh the compliment battle was great, but yeah, it's it's less important if you don't know who he is. But yeah, um he's the other like I guess guy around my age that is coming out of Tourette's and trying to, you know, start their rap career. Yeah. If you go if you go to our website, uh Echoplex Media, there's a submit form so you can submit us your music so we'll play it on the show. Okay. But also send that link to your friends if they have any like recorded music and they want some airtime. It goes on our twenty four hour stream, Dope. which we have submitted to a whole bunch of places that now actually gets listeners. That's twelve dollars um, we ever spent. Best twelve dollars we ever I did spent. it on Fiverr, but I gave them twelve instead. <laughs> I'll give you guys so much Dope music. Yeah, do you give him a two dollar tip? Um, yeah, I'll I'll let everyone know. Like I I, yeah. I got so many homies and like they're all brilliant. Yeah, we would love an influx of some new of some new shit. 
That'd be awesome. So how, how'd, how'd you find this stream where you just like scrolling through music and you're like, Oh, no, I was, I am, um, I guess cause I have so much political stuff. It still popped up as like, you're, I, I think I've seen you pop up before with political stuff. Oh, and dude, like, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, dude. <laughs> dude, go figure. <laughs> yeah, this but is I like saw the Bay Area music part, and I was like, "Shit, I gotta go." <laughs> this is like the um, this is the crazy part of Left Twitch. It's like all it's we cover conspiracy theories, cults, like cult like groups. Um, we do local music, but that's just because like these are our friends. Like, if there was no pandemic, we wouldn't be streaming on Friday, Saturday night. We'd be somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like a, so. Would it be kind of like weird science, like chips, whips, dips, witchcraft? Yeah, pretty much. Well, uh, you know what? Okay, that's, Every, that's everybody who isn't me in the media wench, like introduce yeah. yourself to our uh, to our new uh, my co-host guest. I don't know. <laughs> we'll start. We'll start with Juan because Juan's been quiet for a while. Oh, what am I doing here? What's, what's going on? Juan's <laughs> not paying attention. Juan's napping. Juan's all. Oh, what? what, what are we what, still what, talking? What, 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 oh, oh, there are other like artists and interesting, smart people who are doing great things on this panel, and I feel like our uh, new—we'll call you a co-host—should know. <laughs> <laughs> nice new co-host. Phil Tool got demoted. No, no, no. This isn't a pie. I just got the boot. This isn't a pie. <laughs> Dude, I'm just trying to... Uh, you wanted me to do what? What is oh, it? Who are you Introduce and what are you yourself. doing here? And like, what music oh, things do um, you do and all that shit? You're, you're, okay. <clears throat> you're Ed McMahon. Go all for right, it. Real quick. Um, my name is Juan Maserati. I am a keyboard player for Rebels Camp and also for Los Improviser. And... Um, I hang with my peeps, and my peeps hang with me, and um, peace and love to the world, and all, everyone in the world. All right. Back to you, Bob. All right, Peter, who are you? I was supposed to say, Juan is really cool, and I love him. And I don't know if I've ever actually met you in person, Juan, but um, I friended him on Facebook because he was always posting on Rachel Warner's page, and I like with everything he said, and that was great. Anyway, my name is Peter Coclasier, and I play piano for a ballet school, and I also compose and release kind of modern neoclassical music under my own name. Peter is a very, very accomplished classical pianist, and um, I would encourage everyone to check out his his um, his discography because he's really good. And I, I believe you've uh, released a few works already, right, Peter? Yeah, I have three albums out. I feel like Juan yeah. and Peter need to be doing that that collab. Y'all are both good on the ivories, yeah. man. I've One always thought that the dueling piano bars were super cheesy and lame, but you know, maybe we should start one. If, you, if it's <laughs> cheesy and lame, you could just write disco. If you like, if you you do it like 130 beats yeah, a minute, uh, we, and you put like fat bass line on wait. it. I'll just DJ it. It'll be fantastic, you, dude. I'll, I'll just let you uh, handle them keys, and I'll, I'll run some vocals on it. How's that? This sounds great. Do you think that this is not the biggest time in history where the world needs? disco again <laughs> are you fucking kidding me right now dude what come the, on the <laughs> conduit for fuck's sake if you think the world have you ever even heard me dj jimmy 
No. Oh my god, dude. The I've bike party set DJ. from 2018. Oh my god. Fucking, yeah. It's like Gloria Estefan, Mike, Michael Jackson, but like no weird, creepy touching kids stuff because it's like remixed by people who don't touch kids. <laughs> and so, are you? trying to like flirt with me right now no 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 actually you don't look 25 because i'm kind of oddly turned on yeah you, you <laughs> well, said disco of course yeah. i don't because i'm not oh like, jimmy I'm who are you not, i'm way not 25 yeah jimmy but who are um, you um <laughs> who am i that's a good question <laughs> tool, who am i i don't know <laughs> graphic i used to book nightclubs uh I love local music. I booked big bands. I booked big bands and tried to put as many local bands on those big band shows as I could because I love local music. I'm just uh, um, a music entrepreneur that has no money, <laughs> but well, loves normal. the art of the scene. You know anybody that loves the music scene ain't making money. But can I add this to Jimmy? Can I add? Can I add incredible fucking guitars? Oh, thank you so much, man. That's you know, that's yeah, kind of big. Oh, we're almost done. We're one. almost done. Me and the thank media wench need no introduction. But uh, Phil, who are you? I'm I'm, I'm Jimmy's security guard. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you could have made it way shorter, <laughs> Phil. There you, go. you just sat there. So I, I feel like DL is I, all pissed off. Yeah, now we go by DL, Dave. No, I'm not on the down low. I'm I've been out since 1994. What are you talking about? I'm not the DL. I'm not Steven Crowder. Oh my god. <laughs> So I feel like <laughs> I feel like Jane the message is is going to like give us a link to a music video that, that, that Jane has done, and I feel like we should watch that. Fuck oh, yeah! That's great. Fuck yeah! Where's Chip? I know we need Chip. Chip does this tr this uh, <laughs> this character called Tracy from Downtown Campbell. Oh my god, it's so funny. Anyway, this is uh, a. <laughs> A I'll need character? just a moment here. I'm on like too many computers. This this was so much easier when people could be in the fucking studio with me. <laughs> I've been doing shows using my busking speaker because like I can't even deal with all the interfacing. So I'm just like picking up my busking speaker with my mic. And that was the best solution. I'm like, I... <laughs> So you didn't know this when you signed on, but you signed on to a fucking science project. Go back and watch this. And like, it seems like a shit show when you're involved in this, but go back and watch this and like, check out how, check out how good this, we have a, like a soundboard thing about this. We have like a this the councilman. He's the host of another show. He's like, at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. Oh, Hey Dave. Yeah. I want to smoke weed, right? Again, again, you guys are saying that nice. All right, so <clears throat> it does sound fucking sexy. All right, so check this out. We're gonna go ahead and call what Except we just did. Phil. We're gonna go ahead and call what we just did a segment, and uh, we got this music from uh, Jane. The message. This is her. This is the official music video for it. 
and uh, we're going to watch it and listen to it instead of the song that we usually played. Then we're going to come back. Somebody's going to read us out. We're going to end the podcast, but we'll keep streaming. Don't worry about it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. That was that was really good. Thank wow. you. Wow. Wow. Fucking chills. Wow. That was yeah. so good. Thank you. Yeah. Next. Next. Next level. Oh, I can't wait to hear more. I cannot Thank wait to you. hear more stuff. 
Yeah, it's it's like Jamie shot that. It was my idea. I was like, okay, I can just lift a gun and have a lot of symbolism because uh, America, and and yeah, and uh, yeah, it's Jim Jim Greer is my producer, and like so he beefed that up and can play every instrument. And yeah, we were just making a style. So yeah, I'm excited. I have so many more to put out and figuring out how to do music videos in these conditions. <laughs> yeah, true. Fucking wow. I don't know Thanks how for you, playing that. I really appreciate it. What are you talking about? Thank you for like coming on this <laughs> show and introducing us to you. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. Do you do Discord? You probably do Discord. Yeah. You yeah. got to. You got to join our Discord. Okay. Absolutely. You don't have to do it right now, but like you know, at some point. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, yeah, you like the chat, that, that like video uh, John John Renna, who I'm like kind of pissed off that isn't even coming on the show because y'all wish you sounded as good as John Renna does on this weird microphone I've never <laughs> seen before that he has. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm fucking beyond impressed. Thank you. But you can't, you you came in hot saying you were a, like involved with Jamie DeWolf's thing, so like, yeah. but was I not going to be impressed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I don't know what wow. to say. Right. I'll just say um, the video real quick. Like you know, that video was just pretty amazing. How you sample sampled it? Like, well, how long, how much of a pro time production did it take? Like, you know, for you to. Oh, that was like the third or fourth take, and then we cut it there. Like at first, Jamie was like, "Be subtle," and then he's like, "Never mind, be be crazy." I was like, "Cool, that's way easier." <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were just like trying different things a little bit, but I, you know, I've been practicing with like the like it's like a Glock BB gun, just like in my room, like, <laughs> and so it felt smooth enough that I could do a one take on that. Yeah, so it, it didn't take long. So, can I be the old guy in the room and ask if there's a way for you to share all the links to her? social media so i can help promote that can i be well. like the the slightly less old guy in the room and like scold you for not being in our discord just talking shit all the time when you're in facebook jail <laughs> i <laughs> well, okay, no, like that's so yeah yeah like bug me tomorrow hey, i'll certainly like I'll remember some of this. And hey I'll man, know who came on I'm our doing show. tricks to make cigarettes. You know, Marlboro's ain't cheap in the fucking <laughs> pen, you know? Oh, so uh, I work hard for my money. I didn't have time to fucking get on fucking social media with you, Mr. Litton. Sorry. Oh, dude, don't fucking dude. There's people that want to kill me. I think <laughs> oh, but they're in Virginia beach and they don't believe in airplanes. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, no, um, yeah i think i think i think we we've probably we've probably added a ta another talented person to our community so yeah like bother me tomorrow absolutely just hit me up tomorrow I'll be like i heard this great song with this weird video who was that oh, i'll give you all oh, i'll be like here's seven links yeah <laughs> nice I mean, I don't even. Yeah. Uh, the video work. was great. Fuck it. Thank um, you. the podcast is over. Media, why don't you want to read us out? 
Yeah, uh, thank you everybody for listening to watching Local Love tonight. Um, if you're listening live or watching live on Twitch, please do hang out. If you're listening to the podcast version, please find us, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Media. If you too would like to talk shit while you're in Facebook jail, jump in our Discord, discord.me slash We have an old-timey telephone <laughs> number, 415-903-PLEX at 7539. Um, and uh, listen to all this fantastic local music. Uh, like everybody else seems to be doing at eplex.xyz or echoplexmedia.com slash live. Everything we have in our library, everything that every artist has ever submitted to us is on shuffle. No commercials except for the crappy ones that we've made for ourselves. And uh, yeah, you can go to the website. You can request songs. You can look through our whole library. You can uh, see what we have by whatever artist. And if we don't have something by a local artist, go fucking tell on them. And make them submit their stuff to Echoplex Radio. All right, this is Little Petey and the Meat Old Men. This is Kitty Kitty. Because I'm I'm longing for the first Saturday we will all spend together. <laughs> Goodbye, podcast listeners and everybody listening live. Yes. And uh, the patrons will see you on the flip side.
So happy 